Give me a break. Why would someone want to poison me? Well, you'd know that better than we would. You know what? You two have been watching too much TV. I'd keep a low profile for a while if I were you. A low profile? I'm in the middle of a picture. A man's dead. It could have been you. Yeah, but it wasn't. Look, I'm on a train right now. That train stops. It's all over. Yeah, and what happens to that train if you're dead? Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the original weekly Highlander podcast, where each week we examine another facet of the wonderful and weird Highlander franchise. I'm one of your rewatchers, Keith. <laughs> Forgot to say my name. And this is Eamon. Uh, and this week, uh, Kyle is not with us. Yes. Uh, he is uh, on his own immortal journey. So yes. He's he, at a wedding still. That's so. right. Um, He's so not at a wedding for two weeks in a row. No. But we're recording two episodes in a row. So. That's right. He's not here for this one. Uh, but he'll he'll be back with us. Definitely. Very in a soon. future episode. Mm-hmm. That's right. Before we jump into this week's episode, uh, we thought we'd read some reader mail. Uh, this was um, in response to one of our questions of the week. This question came from an eye for an eye. And the question was, what kind of sword should Richie use? At the end of that episode, which you can go back and listen to on iClowns. iClowns? iClowns. iClowns. I'm just iClowning around. Uh, Stitcher or Google Play or Mm -hmm. YouTube or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Um, Check that one out. Richie, at the end of the episode, got us a new sword from Duncan McCloud. Yeah, it was like a clamshell rapier. Yeah, so we were wondering, is that the best choice of weapon Mm -hmm. for Richie? Uh, I know Kyle has argued hard that he thinks that kind of is a rapier. And um, I was undecided, uh, but I actually, I kind of like that interpretation now. I think that kind of... Makes sense, and it's a an interesting foil to Richie's character. But I I, th- I feel I still feel like it's kind of too elegant for Richie. Maybe Richie's kind of like a barrel in there kind of guy. Right. I don't know. Hmm. So let's see what you had to say. Dominic S writes. That's a tough question. I'm actually not the biggest fan of the choice they made in season two. Not because I don't like the sword. The rapier is a fine piece of steel, but I don't think it fits Richie's character at all. It's too I don't know. Too fine, too fancy. So staying with swords, I think his second or actually third blade, if we count the katana used in his first fight, sword in season five fits way better. A weapon for clear strokes, no fancy stuff at all. Lucas P. writes, Based on his attitude, I think he would be suited for a Daedric longsword, probably pronouncing that wrong. Probably. My apologies. From the Elder Scrolls games, it could be versatile in its size, so one or two-handed. And it has the punk rock look that Richie's attitude embodied. Gothic, yes. Awesome, yes. <laughs> and there's a cool picture. I wish I could share that with you listeners. Um, well, but, you can go on our Facebook yeah, page and check Facebook it out in the comment section. The picture, it looks pretty cool. I never played an Elder Scrolls game, have you? No, I haven't. I uh, bet Kyle has, yeah. but he's not here. Uh, maybe he can chime in on Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Magdalena H. writes, The sword he has now, it's considered a rapier, right? I think it actually suits him. The little knowledge I have on weapons in my mind palace, as Sherlock says, says that rapiers are known to be slender and good for quick thrusts. That's what they say. That's <laughs> that's what they say about me. <laughs> nope. Uh, I've, <laughs> yikes. I've always thought of... Nice, <laughs> I, as Kyle would say. I've always thought of Richie as being the guy that would be good with a fast, agile weapon. Not as graceful as Duncan with his katana, but fairly agile. 
Vince S. writes, lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you, Vince. Yeah. That would be that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I guess I didn't consider we could get into fantasy weapons in yeah, this. That's a good point. Yeah. What is your? I would like if he had the Sword of Omens from my favorite '80s cartoon, The Thundercats. Mm. But he could have the Sword of Gryffindor that he pulls from the Sorting Hat. Mm. I know you don't know Harry Potter. I don't really know Harry Potter that much. I could talk about Harry Potter for a lot. Really? Because I like it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Any other Harry Potter fans out there in Highlander rewatched world? Let us know. Danny, no last name, writes, For me personally, I feel that aside from a rapier, a pirate sword, a.k.a. cutlass, would be the only other weapon that could fit Richie's fighting style. Keep up the good work over there, guys. Thank you, Danny. And there's a little emoji with sunglasses. Nice. He's a cool dude. (laughs) (laughs) The emoji. And Danny. Danny, you're cool, too. Zacho writes in again. <laughs> hey, rewatchers. So uh, this is a little longer. This is addressing some more stuff uh, besides our question as well. Just some random thoughts for uh, from listening to the last episode here. It was Patriot Game. Uh, it was Patriot Games. Was the movie the plot was stolen from? I think someone right. else a mentioned few, this. Uh, yeah, yeah, a few people. I actually wrote Patriot Games down in my notes, and I actually have both of those movies on my VHS shelf at nice. home. I just got them jumbled up on the podcast. So uh, good work, everyone. Yeah. Good work. Do immortals have a metabolism? They eat and drink. Oh, so this is, uh, we, we mentioned actually, I think in the same episode, we were like, oh, can immortals get fat? Right. That wasn't our question of the week necessarily, but we were right. wondering about that. Uh, so they eat and drink, obviously, but do they really need to? Immortals have been stuck in graves, underwater, etc. for decades without suffering any atrophy whatsoever. If that's true, what about the reverse? Could you even gain muscle mass once immortal? Mm. Huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I've always wondered kind of like how the drowning thing works. Like, did they die and then a couple minutes later come back and then just drown again? Like, that seems like the worst. Well, we see in a future episode, which I had big problems with. um, This is a minor spoiler, but Duncan like opens a sarcophagus Mm -hmm. and finds a woman that has presumably been in this sarcophagus since like ancient Egypt. And she's beautiful when she like she's not starved or like gaunt (laughs) or anything or she's not mentally scarred by being in a you know coffin for hundreds of years wrapped in mummy wrappings (laughs) so i guess the answer is no like they can't their body isn't affected by that this 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 gets covered in highlander 3 as well oh does it well there's the villain in that movie is uh been locked up for centuries wow Buried for centuries, as it were. So, Zach O continues to write, This episode gives us potential for some awesome crossover material. One of Annie's goons was the Cylon Leoben. Awesome Whoa. catch. That's a, that's, a great, that's a great idea. Highlander and that's Battlestar. Battle, oh, battle, uh, I was getting it confused with Babylon 5. Ooh. Explaining the buzz behavior, I'm still a firm believer of skill points immortals use. There's got to be a skill tree just for the buzz. Maybe you could put a point in, into sense range or dampening your own buzz. Maybe even location precision. And Richie, being a baby immortal, would have no skill points, allowing Annie to sneak up. Further point, would each quickening grant a skill point? That's a, I think that's a, that's a pretty good yeah. way to think of it, that Richie's immortal buzz is like Weak. out of whack and yeah. like that she could totally sneak up on him that way. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to justify it. Well, that's what I brought up in a past episode, um, Avenging Angel. Mm-hmm. Was that the right? Was that I think that? so. Yeah, where the quickening was huge, but he was immortal for like five days. Right. And I'm like, no, I mean, he, he only has his own knowledge to impart. Right. So, I mean, there is like 30 years of whatever you've got. Yeah, hmm. that's true. Who knows? Yeah. These are the things that... 
when you overthink yeah. the show. <laughs> Somebody else brought up a good point that Mac and Richie hang out all the time. Yes. Like, does the buzz like keep going? <laughs> right. Or is it like it does it go away? Oh, and also because we were like when they're on the street getting the hot dog, yeah. Richie gets the buzz and he's like, Oh, this is what it feels like. It's like you've been hanging out with Duncan. Holy shnaz. Right. It's like haven't, haven't, think about that. haven't you yeah. gotten that a bunch just from being with him all the time? He would have had to. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, but he does act like it's his first time. Right. So that that would maybe say that he can tell that it's not Mac or something. Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Again, one of those things that's used for dramatic purposes. Yep. It makes sense for him to get the buzz after eating a hot dog. Not worth pulling apart. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zacho continues right. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> I agree that the training sequence in this episode is better uh, than the movies. I'm so glad Kyle's not here for this episode. For <laughs> um, it actually conveys technique. That being said, it does not qualify as a montage, and the movies is still a spectacular montage. It is. I love that montage. It's awesome. Um, I would be, hey, we're now to the question of the week. I would be a fan of Richie using uh, sword chucks a la fighter from 8-Pit Theater. Their similarities are numerous. The real version of this is a kusaragama, which does utilize a kama. As Kyle said, I feel it's one of the more badass weapons out there. And the Mm. kama is that like kind of nunchuck weapon that's got like a a scythe on the end, which is pretty cool. And it's cool. So, thank you, everybody, for writing in. Yes, thank We really you. appreciate it. And if you want to write in uh, regarding our questions of the week, or if you just have thoughts on our episodes, if you have, want to contribute something extra, yeah. uh, if we miss something, if you maybe have a different take on something, write us at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com. And we're also increasing our Twitter and Instagram presence, so look for us yeah, there hit us up. as well. So, this week's episode is episode 8, Revenge of the Sword. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this episode originally aired Monday, November 8th, 1993. Uh, it was directed by Clay Barris. Uh, oh, we've done bad. a couple episodes with him. Yeah. Uh, he did The Watchers, Turnabout, and the oft-maligned The Zone. Ugh. Yes, but he has more to come. I hope uh, he doesn't have any Zone repeats. <laughs> Although, I don't know, this one isn't my favorite we'll get into it (laughs) uh the writer of this episode was aubrey solomon this is her only episode of highlander um she also wrote for a show called neon rider neon rider uh which was like about a horse and a ranch i think uh (laughs) i think was it was with the what's his name landon michael landon michael landon i think so interesting it was a very like wholesome show Hmm. um cagney and Lacey, and uh, i think she also wrote the new ice age movie oh wow yeah Huh. Which I, I think is still in like pre-production or post-production or something. Okay, that has come out. Seems yet. like a big jump. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff there. It's a major, <laughs> major movie franchise. This episode guest stars Dustin Gwynn as Jimmy Sang. He was most famous for being Officer Harry in Twenty One Jump Street with Mister Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Oh, and uh, what's his name is in that show as well. We um, Peter DeLuise, right? Who was, who was yeah. in uh, he was Family in Tree? Family Tree. Yeah, he was yeah. the uh, I don't know frat frat boy thug. That would uh, that broke Joe's fingers. Yeah, <laughs> he was also in uh, this guy. Dustin was in VIP, the Pamela Anderson action series. I remember watching that. Yeah, that always. I remember watching all these kind of like cheesy action shows. Like they were all on here in Philadelphia, like UPN Saturday yeah. afternoons. Yep. Like it would be like Baywatch. Like I remember my mom. We had this tiny little black and white TV in our kitchen. And she would watch, like, Baywatch, and then, like, this would be kind of on after that. I think that show Earth 2 was always on in the afternoons on, like, a Saturday 
VIP, like yeah. all these sort of action adventure shows. The VIP was like a weird, like kind of sexy action show. Yeah. Slash. It had comedic overtones. It's like a Charlie's Angels ish yeah. sort of thing. I'm trying to think what does anyone remember? There was a Hulk Hogan show, Tropic Thunder. I think. It, it was, or wait, no. wait, is that the Ben Stiller movie? <laughs> yeah, that's the ben- no, it's something like that. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Thunder, Thunder in Paradise. Paradise. Yes, yeah, and he, yeah. he had like some souped up like boat speed or boat. something, a fan like an boat armored or speed something. Boat. <laughs> yeah, he was also on Phantom 2040, which is a cartoon I liked. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, this on uh, this episode also guest stars Robert Ito as Johnny Leong. He's got a ton of IMDb credits. He's in all sorts of stuff, almost always as a guest star. He's kind of a another one of those Vancouver actors that just pops up and stuff. But he comes back in season three. Oh, really? <laughs> in uh, The Samurai. He's oh. the... Uh, the main character so it's another okay it's weird when the show does it especially with like main characters like yeah this guy is the villain of this episode and he will be back as one of the main characters and robert first... ito has 132 imdb credits it's a lot it is the episode description from imdb let's see how accurate this is oh boy <laughs> Duncan allows the dojo to be used for a karate movie starring Jimmy, a former student of Charlie's. When one of the stuntmen is poisoned, Duncan and Charlie think someone may be trying to kill Jimmy and suspect and, uh, and suspect and suspect the Tong are involved. Ooh. Hey, that's this uh, concise and accurate description. It is. Good Great. job. <laughs> <laughs> so we open in the gym and it's dark and there's lightning and charlie is leaving or? yeah he's like shutting the place yeah. down for the night yeah. and there's like a lightning storm outside and then i guess all the lights go off and there's two ninjas there ha! that's right uh it's pretty exciting um yeah. i think the fight is like pretty cool like it's got this kind of strobe light effect yeah. kind of going because of the lightning flashes so mm-hmm. it looks kind of neat um but in the middle of this fight one of the ninjas throws a knife in it's charlie's dead. charlie charlie yeah. yeah it's no good and these ninjas are trying to rob charlie for some reason they're like you got to pay up or whatever yeah. uh and he's like i don't pay for protection so then they kill him yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but then um a shirtless vietnamese man appears yep. <laughs> That's Jimmy. Um, And he quickly dispatches these ninjas. And then we get, just like we got with Darius and Mark. I don't know. This has been our thing. Jimmy notices that Charlie has been stabbed. Charlie! Darius! Mark! Jimmy! <laughs> Was that the cop's name? Jimmy? Does this is in that... Bad Day in Building A? It's all Me blurred together. It's all blurring together. <laughs> but don't worry, dear listeners. Charlie is alive. They're filming a movie. It's a fake out. That's right. So the director yells cut. Yep. And the director is actually Clay Boris, oh, really? which is cool. And like that's most funny. of the crew is really the crew. So that's I think that's kind cool. of a fun little yeah. Easter egg for everybody. And but, kind of, I'm sure fun for the crew to be involved. Yeah. But like, I'm like, this doesn't make sense because like it cuts and then all of a sudden there's a whole crew. Right. In there. <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> well, I guess for dramatic purposes, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a fairly effective like 
cold open to the show like you know he's not really dead, i guess though. not i yeah. don't know i think it's kind of a fun fake out though yeah uh, it's fun maybe if it wasn't as over the top with like the ninjas and right. like the karate this bruce this was... lee-esque figure like he's yeah. doing his best bruce lee impression. oh totally yeah, yeah. lots of what yeah. like yeah. this whole episode is full of a lot of that sort of yep. stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but maybe if it was just more of a straight ahead dramatic yeah. opening and maybe if Charlie got shot or who mm-hmm. knows, like if it was more of just a robbery, yeah. uh, I think you'd be like, oh shit, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. The um, ninjas kind of clues you off that something's not quite right here. So this is a movie which has me asking all sorts of questions like, what's Charlie's role in this movie? He yeah. has lines. He clearly knows. He's doing stunt work. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and he, he must know the star of the movie, Jimmy. Like, yeah. Because Jimmy's very upset when Charlie dies. He's like, Charlie! Like, yeah, so this it's is like, a character. This is a character He's in playing this movie. himself right? in the movie also. <laughs> like, they don't have a name for him. Right? <laughs> Charlie! So Charlie is an actor. He's probably has his Screen Actors Guild card. Yeah, a man of many traits. That's right. Mm, very good. So when they cut, Jimmy kind of storms off the set. He's like, oh, somebody get me my tea. Give me my ginseng tea I asked for. <laughs> he's, he's very demanding. Yeah. But Charlie's really into it. He's like, oh, this is a good career move, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Duncan, of course, is. Yeah, Duncan's like, there. He's <laughs> allowed them to use the gym free of charge. For free! To see this movie. So. And he's got, like, a plate of something. He's, like, eating something. <laughs> he's got his craft services yeah. plate. <laughs> yeah, I guess Duncan doesn't have a. I don't know. He's got about the same business smarts as Charlie. It's like, oh, just let him use it for free. Why not? But I guess he's doing it as a favor. Yeah. Well, Duncan. Because uh, I think the movie's tight on money, it seems like. I don't think we ever talked about this. Duncan's rich, right? Duncan has got to be mega rich. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he's got that antique store. Like, all that's. If he sold everything in that antique store. Yeah. Like, carte blanche, Like, he'd be made for a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I get the impression that all the immortals are probably pretty loaded. So they're trying to wake up the stunt guy. Yeah. Uh, I guess the, the, the producer introduces herself to duncan right she's like thanks for letting us use the gym it's really a big help uh and then it one of the ninjas that was you know dispatched in this in the filming is still terry yeah. terry did he has a name i yep. didn't realize terry yep. terry <laughs> terry the ninja That's terry right. terry <laughs> uh so terry is laying on the ground still and duncan's like uh-oh and he yeah. checks and terry is dead and he's like this man is dead <laughs> So then we cut to Mac and Charlie training. Charlie gets flipped, and Jimmy's, like, kind of giving Charlie shit about it. Right. Jimmy gives Charlie some shit about it, but then he's, like, busting Duncan's chops for, like, he's like, oh, like, you're pretty adequate. Like, you're not that good. And it's like, you just saw him take out Charlie, who was your... The guy who trained you. Jimmy's Jimmy's definitely got like a, a chip He's on his shoulder. Really like, cocky. Really, yeah. really cocky. And also just looking at these two men next to each other, Duncan is like maybe a head taller than him and is like a way bigger, more muscular, more toned dude. Yeah. So I'm like, really, Jimmy? Like, <laughs> and he goes over to the wall and takes a katana out and starts doing these moves with it he actually even like puts the the sword to duncan's neck yeah like he, this guy's got like kind of no respect for anything anything <laughs> like he's really a jerk putting a sword to somebody's <laughs> neck like a stranger you d- just met is yeah. insane. he's he's a bad seed yep hollywood elite man that's right <laughs> also i wanted to comment on the sword i feel like this sword looks a lot more fake than the other swords i remember like up until this point whenever i see a sword on this show i haven't thought that looks fake yeah but here like it's too shiny or something and i was like that looks weird and i, I like really took note of it so i yeah. don't know if like it's a budget thing or i wonder if it's they're supposed to be kind of prop swords like because they're in the gym like yeah. are they just kind of for practice like they're metal but 
they're not sharp. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But you're right. Yeah, they do, they do look like really too nice. Like they're yeah. too shiny. They're they're like yeah, they look like they're plastic or something. Yeah. Like spray painted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a piece of Tess's artwork. So then we are treated to I guess uh, this is the, the clip you heard at the top of the episode. Duncan, Charlie, and Jimmy are talking in the office, and we it gets revealed that Terry had Terry an was po- yeah, yeah he got an autopsy and he was poisoned. That's right. Uh, and they were like Charlie's like it was in the tea man, and yeah. I was like hold on like. How do they know that? Like, yeah. there's no way the autopsy tells you what was poisoned at yeah. all. Like, that's not how it works. That's not how... You would never know. Like, right. it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but from this, they deduce that, I guess... Or Duncan thinks maybe Jimmy was the target. Because right. Jimmy didn't get his tea. Because he was right. all pissed about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, where's my tea? And then they're telling him to worry. And Jimmy's like, no way, man. I'm a star. And they didn't kill me. And I'm... And when did you become such a wuss, Charlie? Right. <laughs> he calls Charlie a wuss. He's like, I'm in the middle of a picture here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So Jimmy is an asshole. And then he says, up yours, Charlie. And that totally sounds ADR. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's kind of off camera. It's like, up yours, Charlie. <laughs> this reaction is insane. Or he's like, hey, man, I'm worried you might be murdered. And he's like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Highlander Rewatch, the original Highlander podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, or wherever you find podcasts. Thanks for listening, and make sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes. Uh, so we go upstairs to Max Loft, and the producer comes to visit. She, like, storms in, and it's right. like, what gives you telling Jimmy he has to Shut stop down the filming? picture, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, because he was almost murdered. <laughs> uh, and then there's, like, a weird bit of dialogue. Duncan's like, why won't you let the police investigate? And it's like, what do you mean, why won't, like, why won't you? Like, is she preventing the investigation? Like, I was like, yeah. that's not allowed. Like, or they have to investigate. Or well, aren't they investigating? Because who ordered the autopsy? <laughs> right. Uh, unless it's more of just kind of like, like a rhetorical question. Like, mm-hmm. why won't you let the police investigate first? Like, if yeah. comma first in parentheses or whatever. Like, sure. maybe that's kind of what this is hinting at. Hmm. Um, because I was, I was checking the script. I guess the line is different in the script. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, why don't you wait till the police have finished, your, finished their investigation? So Maybe this is just kind of a, a shortening of yeah. the, the gist of that line. So then we have Charlie approaching Mac, and he wants Mac to help him watch over Jimmy. And he's like, Jimmy's a bad apple, but it could yeah. have been worse, I guess. Like he Or he, he's he's had a bad upbringing. Right. I guess he got kicked out when he was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, he could have been in jail, but like you know, we helped him keep him off the streets, all that sort of stuff. Right. Because um, he knew him growing up. And we'll bring this up later, because I have more questions about the zone later. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get a like really quick flashback to when duncan gets banished by his father right called like a demon mm-hmm. and i was, I was like it was kind of neat it was like oh this is stylistically different for the episode to have like like a just a flash of duncan's yeah. memory uh but then it kind of gets kind of ruined because they just do the flashback they normally do the whole flashback the whole flashback from family tree yep first off i love this flash like i love this flashback in family tree i think it's really good i think the music's awesome it conveys a lot of good stuff Weird Dwayne come from, <laughs> but they put a weird like filter on the film. Did yeah, you it looks like, like it's brown super orange or and like, yeah. and it's not on the original. I don't know why they decided nope. they 
needed they to change need it. Need to mix it up or something. But yeah, I, I really like this flashback. It's good. But is a bunch of padding and isn't really needed here because it doesn't tie into the theme of the episode. Like, well, I think it's just what... I mean, they could have just done it with the quick flash. I mean, I think this is more padding. But yeah. this is what gets Duncan to Care about agree him. to watch over Jimmy. Yeah. They didn't need to do the We didn't need flashback. to see the whole thing. Yeah. We get yeah. it. We yep. get it, show. We get it. <laughs> One second ago, the producer was yelling at Mac for interfering. And then Charlie's like, hey, man, I want you to help me watch over Jimmy. I cleared it with Lisa. So I'm like, she changed her mind already? Right. Like, <laughs> I guess so. They just needed, they had this guest actress and they needed something for her to do. She really does like, not do a lot in this nope, episode. There's no reason for her to be in it. Yeah, especially because her whole thing is like, we we shouldn't shut down. Yeah. And it's like, but Jimmy's accomplishing that conflict because he's like, I don't believe you guys. It's like they're both not wanting to care about this problem. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Get rid yep. of her. Yep. Ah, <laughs> pointless. So I guess Jimmy is doing a demo in the park for mm-hmm. kids. And Charlie's yep. like, let's go find uh, Jimmy. He's in the yeah. park. And Duncan's like, well, that's a terrible idea. Like, he's a perfect target. Yep. And of course, Charlie... He's he's there asking Duncan to be like, let's help protect Jimmy because I believe this threat's real too. Yeah, he's in the. Par- it's like, why aren't you with him? Like, yep. I, like ah, Charlie's a former Marine. He knows what's go- he knows what's up. He yep. knows that this is a bad idea. Yep. <laughs> uh, so then we get to meet the villain of the episode. We uh, we see the Golden Dove Funeral Home, mm-hmm. um, and there's some dude praying in a white suit. We actually don't really get much info out of the scene at all. Nope. Two goons come in. We find out that they're the one. Like there was an attempt on Jimmy's life and it failed. Mm-hmm. But this guy, this is this is Robert Edo, and mm-hmm. he kind of looks like Blofeld. Like he's got yeah, a cat. He's, he's got, got a white suit. He's got like the Blofeld. He's very thing uh, James Bond yeah. looking in this. Uh. <laughs> so we're back at the park. Jimmy wants Charlie to open a gym in L.A. That's like training for the stars or something. Right. And Charlie's like, no man, no L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I like it here. Yeah. I don't. This this offer seems pretty appealing. Yeah. I think. Uh, and like. They even they hang a lantern on it. They're like, well, you don't even own this place anymore. Yeah. It's like agreed. But Charlie's like, well, what's that matter? Like, if I yeah. don't own a place. But it's like, this deal sounds really sweet, Charlie. Like, yeah. uh, you can own your own gym. Like, I don't know. It sounds probably a pay raise. Like, doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, it doesn't but, sound. But he's really against it. Yeah. Um, and all this stuff is cut in the American version. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, which is, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or not, but. I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. This doesn't add anything to the episode, really. But it's I guess it's like Charlie thinks Jimmy's been seduced by all this stardom mm. stuff. It's like, what if I owned somebody, I'd be somebody? This scene also ends like bad improv. I have a note about they they, they have this whole thing like Jimmy apologizes for their argument that morning, mm. offers him this L.A. gym thing. And then Jimmy's like, um... I think we better go. Uh, the show's over there. Let's go over there. And it's like, what is the end yeah. of the scene? Like, they, he just tells us. It's like, we're transitioning into yeah. the next scene. Come with me. Like, oh, it's bad. It's <laughs> like, we don't want to keep your public waiting. So Jimmy's uh, getting this demo set up. He's got two assistants who mm-hmm. have, like, boards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to break some bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's cool. I don't know. He's got yeah. a bunch of, like, little kids gathered yep. around and their parents to mm-hmm. watch him do some chop karate, some chop bricks. some stuff. And they do set up here, like, I think that's part of why that L.A. scene is there with Jimmy offer. Like, they, they try to show that he does have a good side. Yeah. Because I think it is nice that he offers Charlie kind of like a piece of the pie. Yeah. The producer, I think, mentions that Jimmy likes to come to the park and do these demos yeah. for kids. Like, no. uh, So I think you, you're supposed to see that he is, like, kind of sympathetic, but he's maybe a little arrogant about stuff. Like, he's misguided yeah. or whatever. Mm. So he's not all bad. Right. But then... 
car drives around the corner and that's right. drive-by shooting. That's right. <laughs> Get down, Jimmy! <laughs> Get down! Charlie, like, tackles Jimmy, and then Mac is on the attack and runs <laughs> towards the car, and he hops on, like, the front hood of the car, like, death-proof. Yeah. And he looks really uneasy, like his, <laughs> which I'd be, too, on the front of a car, but this is a kind of interesting <laughs> this is my favorite part of the episode yeah. I think. it's so crazy uh it's cool stunt work and then yeah. they they end up like kind of i guess flinging him off of the car yeah and he does, and he does like backflips to yeah, like catch his balance crazy flips that are pretty cool and at the end of it he just like throws his shades back on he's like yeah. no problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> so after this they go back to the uh i guess the set right and it's ransacked yeah it's been trashed and we get a flashback mm-hmm. i guess this triggers a flashback to new york city 1905 in Little Italy. Yeah. This stupid flashback. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, actually, the set dress, like, this looks awesome. Yeah. Like, they have a bunch of extras. Mm-hmm. They, they've got this, like, outdoor market thing. Like, this looks, like, top notch. They got notch. fruit and vegetables yep, everywhere. They, they got all the apples. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, this looks, like, really great. Yeah. Um, but Duncan meets a friend of his, Giuseppe, <laughs> who has the broadest Italian accent I've ever seen. And he has a shop that has been ransacked. Right. So, he's there sweeping up some glass and... Duncan's like, well, what happened here? And at first he lies. He's like, oh, you know, in the neighborhood, you kids. know, kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it turns out he gives him a note. It's from the Black Hand, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess is a local gang. Yeah. And they are asking for protection money, just mm-hmm. like the movie they were That's filming right. earlier. Um, and he, Giuseppe's like, protection from who? <laughs> protection from them. <laughs> so he doesn't want to pay it. Right. But Duncan convinces him, like, well, let's go to the police. Yeah. Who he doesn't trust either. And he's like, no one's going to help me. He's like, trust me. Like, I know people. <laughs> It'll yeah. be okay. He says the classic line, let's go to the police. And he's like, the police, they own the police. <laughs> so this is the part where this this whole thing breaks down for me. Because a carriage by <laughs> shooting? Yes. A horse-drawn drive-by yeah. happens. Um, and it's all shot in slow motion. Yeah. But it's like, there's no way this drive-by was very fast. <laughs> <Right>. Like, <laughs> uh, I kind of like the way this all looks like. Again, it, it looks neat. Like, yeah. they've got, like, exploding fruit and vegetables, mm-hmm. like, as they're blasting the shotguns at yeah. this guy uh so they end up killing giuseppe but my my whole question is they're shooting at mac too they are shooting at Mac and everyone everybody yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> they they broke this this must be in the morning mm-hmm. because he's just opening up his yeah. shop he's sweeping up glass so they threatened him to pay the night before <laughs> it's like give him like they don't like why even threaten it why even demand yeah. the money like yep it's such an empty threat because mm-hmm. they just shoot him anyway. So yeah. that to me seems a little silly. I guess though, for the purpose of being dramatic on television, it is sure. like sped up time. It's like, oh, we threatened him, now we killed him. This is a question I have in a lot of these flashbacks that I wish. I mean, I guess we can't answer that because they would have to come up with something every episode. What is Duncan doing here? Who is he? Why Good is question. he here? Like he seems to be in some type of position of authority or something. Like why is he here? What is he doing? Why does he know Giuseppe? Like. Right. None of this makes any sense. Nah. <laughs> I, I don't mind so much that it's just like this is a different part of his life. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we ever revisit this to like yeah. kind of find out a little more or who knows. But yeah, uh, yeah it's a little disappointing because they don't build they don't they don't use this to build extra character stuff. Right. Into Duncan. It's just kind of there and you kind of wonder about it. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind it too much. But yeah, sure. I can see how adding a little more might be fun. I guess this is a parallel between like this is so it, it just is about like, I don't know people threaten for protection money and yeah. that's it like i guess 
has Duncan learned a lesson because of this? Like, no. I mean, no. Like, he knew to treat the threat seriously then. Like, yeah. it would be different if he didn't think it was a big deal. I don't know. Right. But but I don't think Duncan would ever think that anyway. I don't know. No. It's it's a little. It doesn't make sense. It's a little silly. Yeah. It's just it's just there and yep. it doesn't accomplish much. Nope. But uh, we dissolve through a mirror back to the present and uh, there's a picture of a red axe mm-hmm. on the mirror and it says die. die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In English. In English, right. Die. Um, so the uh, I guess the axe is the sign of the mm. tongue, mm-hmm. which is a Vietnamese gang, maybe? Question mark? Uh, We're not know. sure. I didn't do any research to see if the tongue is a real gang. So the producer's like, wait a minute. Our movie's about the tongs. Oh. And it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. What is this really about? The producer wants to shut down the production now. I guess she's finally... I guess she now realizes this is a real thing. She didn't yeah. buy it before. So now she's on board. Jimmy's not having it, though. No. But we find out that it was Jimmy's idea to have the tongs in the movie like this is his script i guess we end up finding out huh. so jimmy flips out yep i wish i i don't think i have a clip for this uh he's like i'm the star here yeah. you're fired and yeah. it's like that's not how this works jimmy like nope. she's your boss yeah not the other way around my way or the highway at this point i realized where's richie <laughs> yeah where's richie nope. they don't even do a where's richie yeah like he's, he's, just, he's not here nope and this is just after he became immortal like you'd think there'd be more stuff about Richie learning to be immortal. Yeah, they they like sprinkle it in there. Also, I feel like Richie, from what I'm remembering, is not in a ton of season two, weirdly. And I don't know what the reason for that was. Yeah. But they don't utilize him too much in season two at all. Like he's That's in strange. Yeah, I don't know. So Duncan tells Charlie, he's like, you gotta like get Jimmy under control. And he's like, you gotta tell him like that this shit is for real. And Charlie's yeah. like, I don't know how to do this. And so this is the first time we get well, maybe not the first time, but a movie thing going on mm-hmm. and duncan's like make him an offer he can't refuse yeah it's pretty funny uh and so there's these kind of odd movie things sprinkled into this and i want to mm. talk about this kind of maybe at the end of the episode but i don't know i have some thoughts on it mm. Mm. duncan is talking to lisa the producer uh well he thinks that jimmy has mob ties right to the tongue yeah. um and i guess they're wondering if the reason they're attacking him is because of the script uh, i think like yeah. because he's putting this out there secrets in the script yeah about the tongue charlie says that he knew jimmy growing up like right. that they grew up in the same neighborhood or something and it's like hold yeah. on jimmy grew up in the zone and then like i don't know we end up finding out that like jimmy joined the gang because they were threatening his father yeah and it's like wait before zoot suit had control of the zone yeah. did the tongue have control of the zone and then at what point did zoot suit overthrow the tongue for yep. domination of the zone? this is it doesn't make sense yep You're every not to think i cannot it. wait to just going forward with this whole series i can't yeah. wait to just tie things back to yeah. the zone how <laughs> that doesn't make any sense in this world nope uh but there's a whole crazy cut uh scene like a big part of the scene is not cut they never filmed it it was in the script oh. but there's supposed to be a romantic relationship with duncan and lisa wow and she asks like oh is there a mrs mccloud and then Ooh. she's like well how do you feel about mexican food do you want to go out <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it in- does he go out no uh, uh, and it ends with her trying to kiss him your gasp you're like um but anyway duncan not uh duncan only duncan only wants to go with immortal women after tess he can't he can't have another mortal lover a mortal lover is that a song no (laughs) 
Uh, so then we cut to a uh, like a Buddhist temple, and this yeah. is the same garden that we've seen before in the Road Not Taken episode yeah. three, season so one. So was this uh, Kim Sun's base of operations? It was. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't think we're supposed to make that connection. I don't think we're supposed to. Although I guess it would mm. be interesting. I think it would make sense that it could be the same. Yeah. I mean, different cultures though. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But he's visiting Grandfather Lao, and they have this weird, like, quote-off, or philosophy-off. Before they get into their philosophy-off, I, I at first kind of liked Grandfather Lao says he knew Duncan was coming. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you have a very strong aura. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of a, like, I, at first I was like, this is kind of like cool. A, like an immortal buzz type thing. Yeah, that, like, know? he's tapping into, because of, like, his spiritual mm-hmm. nature or whatever, or meditate, like, he's able to tap into yeah. whatever other realm thing is out there that these immortals exist with and can kind of feel Duncan coming. I thought that was kind of cool, but then it's yeah. all just a joke, and it's yeah. like, oh, I saw your car pull up, yeah. which is funny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, then they get into this philosophy off. We can play yeah. a little clip of them just going back and forth with their little quips. You are always seeking answers, McLeod. Well, the truth doesn't always jump up into your arms. Sometimes you have to sneak up and ambush it. <laughs> always the hunter. Most men who know what you know would be satisfied. Yes, but knowing what you don't know is almost as important as knowing what you do know. What you don't uh, do. <laughs> what you don't knowing know. knowing what you do know allows you to answer the questions to what you do not know. That's not in the teachings. No. I made it up. <laughs> I don't know what they are talking about. <laughs> yes. It's basically a philosophical dick measuring contest as they go back and forth. Also, I think this is just more filler. They're like, pause a little more in between. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... So Duncan comes here because apparently Jimmy lived here. Yeah. And so Duncan's asking him, like... He wants to know... This grandfather Lao apparently knows who the leader of the Tong is. Right. But does he end up giving him that information here or no? Because he's like, is Jimmy part of the gang? And he's like, I can't tell you that. Yeah. And I was like, does he mean he doesn't know or he's like, I'm not telling? I think he just won't tell. Why? Why? Maybe it's like a priest thing. I don't know. I don't know. But I felt like this didn't really further the plot along Well, is he like a Buddhist? Is he like a religious leader? I don't know. Who is this guy? <laughs> He's Grandfather Lao. Okay. <laughs> Grampy Lao. Grampy Lao. One thing I did think was funny in this is he's talking about reincarnation. He's like, oh, maybe I'll be reincarnated as one of these uh, koi. They're like... Yeah, he's got like a little pond. Goldfish in right. the pond. And then he's like, hey, Mac, uh, if that does happen, maybe you should stop eating fish. <laughs> That's right. That's I thought that good. was pretty funny. So he, Grandpa, Grampy Lao has two pretty good zingers. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he does tell him who the leader of the gang is which yeah. is johnny leong johnny leong johnny so we we then cut to the golden dove funeral mm-hmm. home the base of operations yep. of the gang i guess this is their front yep and duncan approaches and one of the goons comes out and mm-hmm. he like ambushes him but then duncan gets ambushed as well yeah uh, by another goon with a yep. gun so they take him inside and uh jimmy nope johnny whatever johnny. <laughs> jimmy and johnny johnny Lau's nope johnny <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Leong. Leong. Uh, Robert Ito is waiting for him, and he's like, what's your name? He's Bond. Like, James Bond. So th- here's <laughs> this was apparently improvised, and this is another one of these like kind of movie things. Mm-hmm. In the, yeah. so, mm. 
I like Duncan's attitude in this episode, especially in the second half. Like more of our personalities coming through. Yeah, especially at the end, he does something which I think is really funny. But so yeah. I guess he's questioning Duncan. Duncan mm-hmm. makes a remark that uh, I guess there's this phase there, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, it's a forgery," and he can yeah. tell because obviously he's an antiques dealer. Yeah, Duncan's really a smartass with yeah. Robert Ito, and like he's like, "Oh, like maybe give me your number." Oh, Robert Ito has some weird lines. He's like, "I'm sorry, would you like, like to you. be friends?" Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> friends are better than enemies. Yeah. We should be friends. And Duncan's like, "Oh, give me your number. We'll go bowling sometime." Yeah. <laughs> uh, this reminded me very much of like Connor. Yeah. In the first movie, like he's really a smartass to mm-hmm. people. He's always sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really digging this. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Well, usually Duncan's so stoic and wouldn't humor this guy right. or joke around with him. He'd just kind of be like, oh, I'm Duncan and you're bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so this guy decides he's going to play Russian roulette with, at first it looks like Duncan's kneecap. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't look pleasant. Uh, no. But then I guess he's just going to shoot Duncan. Uh, but I guess the stakes are pretty low for Duncan, which yep. is good. But then he, uh, I guess, turns the tables and takes the gun from Robert Ito mm-hmm. and uh, makes his escape, mm-hmm. which is good. Although it's pretty intense. Like, yeah. Duncan, I don't know. Duncan's got the, the gun to his head, and he ends up shooting it yeah. at the vase, and it had, like, the yeah. bullet in the chamber. Yep. So, yep. yikes. Zeist. Zeist. It's a good setup with the fake vase, um, and then he shoots it. But this is a really long sequence, and nothing really comes of it. Yeah, we don't. What do we find out? In this sequence, we know that Johnny Leong is the leader of the Tong Gang. Mm-hmm. We know that from Pappy Lau. Yep. And I guess we find out that Duncan knows where the place is, which is yeah. almost irrelevant. Yep. I don't know how Duncan found out. Doesn't matter. No. Nope. Duncan finds it. Yeah, yep. we don't really get any info. Like, this is pointless. Yep. <laughs> Duncan escapes. We're back in the dojo, and I guess Charlie's questioning Jimmy about all this stuff being in the script, and he's like, yeah. and then Lisa's questioning him, and at one mm. point, Jimmy like goes to choke Charlie. Like, yeah, yeah, man, he's got to relax. He does, and Yikes. then Matt comes in, and he's like, "All right, Jimmy, enough's enough." <laughs> <laughs> um, and he realizes why Jimmy and Max start fighting, which is a pretty cool fight yeah. scene. Uh, they like Duncan grabs two two small swords off mm-hmm. the wall, which is awesome. Like yeah. I like when they switch up the weapons in yeah. the show, like because it adds some more variety to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if they're not in an interesting location, like, yeah, it's nice to have like interesting weapons, and that way the style is a little different. Um, but I guess Duncan comes to the conclusion that this is not about the movie. Yeah, that something else has happened. Like Jimmy mm-hmm. has crossed Johnny in mm-hmm. some way. Jimmy crossed Johnny. Jimmy and I Johnny. don't care, Jimmy Cross Johnny, and I don't care. <sighs> and Mac basically shows that he's the better fighter here also. Yeah. I wonder if, like, sword enthusiasts get angry at this show. Because he's using two katanas in a way that samurai swords aren't used that way. Like, no, even the small, like, they're, they're, yeah. they were, like, half size. Yeah. They're, mm-mm. No? Like, huh. Samurai swords are not for, like, flashy sword fighting. Like, samurai sword fights are basically just two guys. They usually don't last very long. Or if they do... I'm sure it, most sword fights don't yeah, last very yeah, long, yeah. ever. <laughs> like, there's this one director, Kateshi Kitano, or after you saw Kill Bill, where, you know, the bride's, like, flipping around and doing... Basically, like, Kung, Kung Fu-style martial arts with a samurai sword. He was kind of like, that's not really how they work. That's not how samurai sword fights were. He made a Zatoichi movie to kind of, like... <laughs> oh, is that the, the most recent? That. Yeah. It's uh, the second most recent. They oh, made a, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, they made a, another one. I remember uh, we saw the Zatoichi movie in the theater, I think, together. 
Yeah. That was that was it's really good. Oh man, it's good. Yeah. With uh, yeah. Beat Takashi. Takeshi? Yep. yep. Beat Takeshi. Yeah, yeah, man. He's one of my favorite directors. Check it out if yeah. you like it's really good. Asian cinema. Or that character. Because yeah. he's uh he's much like uh, I guess kind of James Bond like he's got a a series of movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Shintaro Ketsu. It's mm. really good. But yeah, I wonder if like sword people get angry that Duncan uses he doesn't really use the katana like a katana is traditionally used. Interesting. I don't know. So I've got my Highlander day planner. Mm-hmm. I've got a Highlander jacket. I'm rocking nice. the Highlander shorts. Very is good. there another way I can look even cooler? Well, if it's a sunny day app, Keith, and you want to look cool, then you need the shades of Duncan. Nin, 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 nin. Duncan sunglasses. Also, uh, on this, we're reading from a catalog graciously sent in from one of our listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and it says Duncan and then apostrophe sunglasses. But there's no S. <laughs> so there's a typographical Typo. error. Yikes. Be the Highlander. When you look through the lens of these limited edition sunglasses designed exclusively for Highlander by Fossil. Authentic eyewear. Flex-O-Matic frames, complete with custom leather case with zipper closure. Belt loop and Highlander sword embossed on case. Certificate of authenticity. That's just an aside. Certificate... Of authenticity. That's a new sentence. <laughs> Order now for delivery early 1997. <laughs> this, that, this sounds great. How much do these cost, Damon? These sunglasses cost $99.95. All right. And so Jeez this catalog Louise. that we're reading from is from 1990. It's got to be from 1996 because it says, I'm assuming... Yeah, this is the 10th anniversary catalog. Interesting. 10% off all merchandise on this poster, too. This is actually more of a poster and not a catalog. So, if you were to buy these glasses in the year 2016, they would cost $152.50. Oh, That's a lot of cash. That is. Is that... How much do sunglasses usually cost? I mean, I'm sure nice sunglasses... I have not spent more than 30... I think 30 bucks is how Mm, much I've spent. I don't wear sunglasses, so I've never bought a pair. Well, you should buy these. I should. Buy today. Mm, Buy now. Jimmy ends up splitting. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't know where we went. So no. Charlie's like, we got to go find him because... It's a big city, McCloud. <laughs> I could use your help. So Jimmy is outside this Buddhist temple garden mm-hmm. place. And we've got to play this yeah. clip because this is amazing. <laughs> he's, uh, surrounded he's surrounded by, by children. Yeah. Uh, and one child is much older than yeah, the other. He's like 16. <laughs> <laughs> like all like the it's other a kids, bunch of eight-year-olds. Yeah, all the kids are eight. And then there's this one really tall, gangly kid. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, can I have your autograph, please? Like, this kid is almost as tall as Jimmy. <laughs> yes. We will definitely put that on. Oh, I love that clip. It's yeah. so good. I guess he got all pissed off, decided to come here. Yeah. I, I have a lot of questions. He wants to talk to Pappy Lau. I guess that's why. Yeah. Right. So here's my question. I feel like this episode doesn't quite know what Jimmy's star status is. It's all over the place. Yeah, because... The producer talks about, like, this is his big break. Like, yeah. I feel like that gets mentioned. Like, this yeah. is the movie that's going to put him on the map. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, Jimmy seems... I mean, I'm okay with Jimmy kind of having, like, this full-of-himself attitude. Because, sure. like, maybe he thinks he already made it. Like, yeah. That's fine. But, like, people... These children... Like, like he, he's already a star because they have... They have photographs of him, him and like yeah. everyone's like Jimmy, Jimmy. Like they all know him, yeah. So much, like he seems famous already, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what exactly that is, but whatever. Nope. Yeah, I think I'd maybe just prefer that he was a movie star. That would be because fine. the fact yeah. that this is a big break for him doesn't matter to the story. Nope. Unless the, that's the drive to get the movie done. Is that like we can't let this fail because this is, is my is break. My big thing. Yeah. Ah! Or maybe he was like in a movie and it was kind of successful and this is like his big jimmy movie big jimmy movie big jimmy movie. <laughs> jimmy's solo project a big jimmy and he gets a writer credit yeah probably an mm. ep credit too that's right all right good job jimmy. maybe that's how he can fire the other producer yeah maybe he's a but i don't think so i don't mm. think so i don't know where is he on the call sheet yeah <laughs> i think he's number uh, one probably probably sorry where do you think terry is on the call sheet Terry. Ah, that's a good question. Somewhere near the bottom. What Pro- about Charlie? He's oh, got in some, the he's got some dialogue. That's true. Yeah. What do you think the plot of this movie is? I don't know. It's we probably, know it's about protection money. Yeah. And Jimmy is a shirtless Bruce Lee character right. who is friends with Charlie. He's probably best friends with Charlie. They both open a gym together right. in a bad part of town. And they're changing kids' lives. They're making the neighborhood a better place. Yeah. And, and then the tongs are like there and they're like oh well this isn't gonna happen and right. it's like a scenario where like jimmy was like an ex green beret or something and then he's like gonna settle down now and open this gym or no he and charlie were both like ex marines they were like both like ex delta force people mm-hmm. and they like they've killed a lot of people they're like because later like the mob can be looking into them it's like wait this jimmy was like a highly decorated war veteran with mm. like 70 confirmed kills and i bet there's like a a, a young jimmy-esque character that mm-hmm. does like is is getting wrapped up mm-hmm. in the gang and yep. Jim, and J- real jimmy is like no like come join the gym like yeah we can change your life and like i know what it's like i've been there man like and that's how the mob the mob like comes to get the young jimmy character back right and that embroils them in this fiasco. I don't know fiasco about you. Scenario? This sounds great. This does sound this great. Sounds Let's great. Call, contact Jimmy. <laughs> contact, contact Dustin. Dustin you know, uh, get uh, get Charlie. Philip Aiken. Philip Aiken. PH. Yeah. We're going to do this. All right. Make yeah. it happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, Jimmy's the there. He's called Revenge, Revenge of the Sword. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So maybe the gang is called the Sword, or that was Jimmy's nickname in the army. Something. Yeah. Who, what's the Sword? I don't know. Cause or does it just mean that you're going to kill people with a sword? I guess. In the scene we saw from this movie, the ninjas didn't have swords, which is strange. They had daggers. Or any weapons. And... Oh, yeah, one had a dagger. And Jimmy didn't have a sword either. Uh-uh. So we've seen no evidence of a sword. They show the poster. Does he have a sword on the there's poster? A po- there's a sword in the poster. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy's there signing autographs outside this garden. Mm-hmm. Pappy Lau comes out, yep. and he's like, we need to talk. And then the camera, like, slightly pans over, and yeah. Duncan is right there. Yep. Like, like <laughs> uh, it's pretty great. So I guess Duncan has found Jimmy. So we get some backstory on Jimmy here. He talks about that his, like, whole family came over on a freighter, and half of them died. Like, it's this is pretty bleak. And they lived in, like, a two-bedroom apartment, and there were, like, eight of them. And his father was working, like, making less than minimum wage. It's like a dishwasher or something yeah. like that. And so, and the Tong, I guess, were threatening his father. And so Jimmy saw joining the Tong as like the only way to get out of this like crummy financial situation and to get them off his dad. So that's why he decides to join the 
Tong. And we also find out a little bit later that Jimmy lived with Johnny Leong. Right. And so at this point, I was kind of wondering the whole timeline of this. And like, I was wondering how old Jimmy is, too, because yeah. Jimmy definitely lives at home until his father kicks him out for being part of the Tong. I mm-hmm. guess his father disapproves, kicks him out. And at what point does he, what point does he move in with the, the Tong? And at what point does he move in with Pappy Lau? Like, he yeah. lived with both of these people for a while. Right. And I'm not sure when, unless the implication is that the two-bedroom place they lived was at the Buddhist place. Mm. And the father was there as well, like, that That was, like, a little refuge for them. I don't think that makes any sense. I don't know. The whole yeah. thing, I was like, who's living with who when? That doesn't make sense. Who knows? <laughs> so, that's what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, what happens next, Eamon? Uh, so, then there's this mustache guy who comes out and starts shooting at everyone <laughs> yeah like there are he's shooting at children yep. it's awful yep. this guy's it's the worst terrible he runs off duncan tackles him pretty sweet tackle move yeah duncan. it is it's um, a good tackle but, but uh, we find out that he hit pappy lao pappy lao mm. that's so. it's sad it is sad and uh we also find out that like i guess grandfather lao had like a premonition about his death he's like yeah. i feel like my time is oh he says to, to duncan end. i think this is going to be our last meeting right. together it's kind of wrong though happy. it was his second to last that's meeting. right <laughs> Not a very good premonition. <laughs> Get better, Pappy Lau. Guess you can't. Nope. So now, he, now Pappy Lau is a carp. That's right. <laughs> it's been reincarnated as a dumb fish. That's right. Why would he want to be a carp? Who would want I don't that? Know. Well, not? you get fed if you get to be in one of those ponds. That doesn't seem so bad. Be one of the ducks. That's a better choice. From I mean, Amanda, Amanda highlighted the, choose, yeah. the the wonderful virtue, virtues of being a You'd duck. You never be worried or afraid no. <laughs> if you're a duck. And as Kyle mentioned, you have that corkscrew barbed penis. Absolutely. Mm, not bad. <laughs> so Jimmy has vanished, and Duncan's like, "Where's Jimmy? Jimmy!" <laughs> so they're back at the funeral home and this is this is so weird so the one dopey looking guard is out by the car and a little hand appears from like around the, around the corner and is like beckoning the yeah guy. and, and he, the guy's like huh and it disappears yeah. and it comes back and it's like come here and so then the guy stupidly goes yeah. over there and just gets karate punched yep. in the face and jimmy's like Whoa! yeah <laughs> which is great so jimmy goes inside the funeral yeah. home and he's gonna kill right johnny yes so he pulls out a sword right mm-hmm. he's gonna stab him uh, this is what where we find out that johnny has like clothed and housed yeah. jimmy for at some point in time. yeah uh but he's gonna kill him for all the pain he's inflicted mm-hmm. on himself the community all that stuff um but then some goons the goons come back in with yeah. guns and so they foil his plan. So then, this is amazing. Uh, Robert Ito is like, the traditional death for a traitor is very long and very painful. And then he slaps him yeah. fairly lightly yeah, it's across like, the face. And then I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I hope that's the death. I was like, <laughs> I, I hope he slap just slaps him to death. Him to death. <laughs> it's like 12 hours later, <laughs> and he's still slapping him in the face. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Uh, so we cut to a little later, and they are going to incinerate. Yep, they have a coffin. They're and they have a furnace. Stick them in there. Yeah. Do I? I don't know how funeral homes work exactly. Like, do they incinerate bodies on premises at some funeral homes? I mean, I don't know the kind of equipment no you need. I mean, no. I can't imagine they're just like a pizza oven. Yeah, I don't I know. Don't, I have no clue. Interesting. I, I honestly don't know. Like the conveyor belt is just like one of those rolling like. 
It's not like a conveyor belt. It just looks like a... Yeah, like you would have to push something on it. Yeah. But it kind of rolls on its own yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they put Jimmy in a coffin. Yep. To get real dramatic with it. Yeah. Uh, and so then it just becomes like Kill Bill. Yeah. And he's in there doing like the little... Doing the... The, doing three, the, the, the one punch inch punch or move. whatever. Yeah. Uh, and trying to bust out. In the meantime, of course... Max stumbles in. Right. And karate and fights. He has this super prolonged karate fight with this like long haired goon and i'm like just fucking ice this dude like <laughs> it, it it's like really they're really milking this fight like duncan's having a lot of trouble with this guy <laughs> yeah it doesn't like, seem like this would be the way it would shake down and then the shots from inside the furnace look weird or like sped up or something yeah it's hmm. it's strange so jimmy busts out of the coffin which is yep. really kind of funny because he busts out with like two hands yeah. and he's like punching both yeah. hands up and it <laughs> seems like a video game movie yeah. <laughs> uh so he hops out he grabs a sword mm. uh and i guess he's going to kill johnny leong yep um so duncan is like stumbling all over like duncan is exhausted or no like, he, he steps on his gun oh that's it that's yeah, it and he has like alligator shoes. yes yeah <laughs> Uh, and he's going to shoot. That's it. He's yeah. going to shoot Johnny. But yep. Duncan is like, you can't do it. Yep. He's like, testify against him. Like, mm-hmm. uh, So I guess Jimmy lets him go. Yeah. Well, not lets him go, but yeah. he doesn't kill him, which is good. And good this job. is also like a weird, vague thing like like Kanan in the zone where they just tell you this guy is a bad guy. He has two goons who do bad things, sure. Right. And like they had Pappy Lau killed. So maybe this is wrong but like you do see him do lots of evil things but it's like it's still kind of vague as to like what this how, gang does yeah really? and like how bad his influence is mm-hmm. and i don't know it seems like independent of everything else that's happening it's right. really weird so after this we're back at the like buddhist garden yep. uh, jimmy's there he's like mm-hmm. planting some mm-hmm. plants duncan shows up and i guess he says like oh apparently the studio is really digging what they see yeah of the movie so that's good i guess jimmy's wondering about reincarnation i don't know it gets mm-hmm. like this is just just a nice little wrap-up yeah. scene. So then Duncan drops some more wisdom on him, mm. and he's like, fool. Well, the wise man learns lessons from his mistakes. Or yeah, the difference like between that. a fool and a wise man is that a fool doesn't learn from his mistakes. Right. So he tells him that, and then Duncan does like a karate pose. Yeah. He goes, wah! Yeah. And then Jimmy gives him finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Duncan says this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Yep. Another, Another movie, movie line. line. Yeah. And then walks away. Yep. And that's it. That's it. I liked Duncan's little like whoa yeah. thing. That was funny because I, I, you get the impression not well, but I guess yeah. that Duncan does not really respect this career path because yeah. like, oh, for a movie star, I guess you're okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess this is Duncan being like, oh, like it's well, cool Duncan's what you're doing. A real martial right. artist, like <laughs> he is the real deal. <laughs> not like Johnny Cage in uh, Mortal Kombat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Adrian Paul is also a true martial artist as well, so I don't know. So that's it. That's it. What do we think of this episode? I have some thoughts. (laughs) Uh, I don't hate this episode as much as I think I should. Like, this episode is pretty bleh. It's just like another filler. Like, like, I know Dustin has, like, a big career. He's in a lot of stuff. But I just, I don't think he does a great job in this episode. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's It's just so inconsequential. Like, I mean, I like Charlie, but I always like Charlie. Right. Mac is, you know, Mac as usual. I I don't know. Yeah. um, There's no, like, this is two episodes in a row with no immortal... Yeah, I don't... Three. This is three episodes in a row with no immortal plot. That's true. 
Which is like, that's why anybody's watching this show. I, mean, I would think. <laughs> well, Abramowitz says, like, they were getting pressure. I don't understand what the deal is with that. Like, why would you want to take away what makes this show unique? Yeah. Like, it's like, if you take away that, this is just, I don't know, it's almost just like a cop show. Like, I mean, yeah. what separates this from just any sort of... Like Walker, Texas Ranger sort right. of story. Like, I don't know, there's a kidnapping and we got to solve it. It's like yeah. they take away what's special. And I don't know why there was the push. Did they think it would appeal to a broader audience? I don't know. That's It's dumb. Whoever dumb. was, yep. you know, thinking that was a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, the flashback was pointless. Jimmy? Nope. Not Jimmy. Richie should mm. probably have been in this episode. I feel yeah. like, I don't know how their, their like shooting schedules get worked out. Like, if they're set way in advance and they're never sure who's going to be in what episode. Mm-hmm. But you would think they would kind of have a plan and be like, oh, these people are going to be involved. Like, Richie seems like a, a good young foil for Jimmy. Yeah. Like, there are two people that kind of grew up on the streets. Duncan has had like they they both have two mentors like yeah. I don't know in in another movie or something you would think it's like oh like J- Jimmy would want to fight Richie or right. something like D- Duncan would be training Richie and like yeah. well, in this Jimmy episode, might get jealous or something yeah. it's like well we should fight now it's like Jimmy know. has three mentors in this episode like yeah <laughs> he trained with Charlie Charlie has a pass with him he you know knew Pappy Lau and they have a pass and then Johnny he, like, right. worked under Johnny and I'm like what's going on like <laughs> that could have been be an interesting story like if there were three philosophies espoused by these people yeah which i could certainly see especially if we got some more not gobbledygook philosophy out of yeah. poppy lao mm. but if he if he talked about just like how you should live life and it's like the johnny is about taking mm-hmm. you know like something as simple as that like johnny wants to take right. what he wants and you know that might seem appealing to Jimmy because he's had nothing and he's like he's definitely driven. Like it's like I'm just gonna get yeah. it because I can and it's there for the taking. Like what if what if Charlie knew Pappy Lau and not Duncan? And Charlie was like meeting with Pappy Lau, like we gotta talk about Jimmy. Like that might Jimmy's be nice. in trouble. This this actually would probably be a much better episode if Duncan wasn't even in it. Like yeah. this could have been a Charlie episode. And Charlie and, could have gone up against Jimmy in all those fight sequences. Yeah, like, that might have been master versus student. And then, like Duncan could still be there, but like on the sidelines, totally, just like offering support. At least that would have been varied. Yeah, I mean, then you don't get the cool sword fight between Duncan versus Jimmy, which yeah. was a highlight of the episode, quite right. frankly. Mm-hmm. But the other I thing know. I think that. Like, because the plot of this is so lackluster, I think I really wouldn't have minded the plot being kind of bleh and it being inconsequential if they had gone full out on the style in this episode. Like, there are these odd movie references, which Mm -hmm. most seem to be improvised, that there's, like, the James Bond thing. And apparently, Mm -hmm. I want to say, maybe we'll we'll hear this. Actually, why don't we listen to the uh, little behind-the-scenes info here. The ratings, the audience of Highlander was growing and expanding at this time. But we felt we should continue with our policy of trying to reach an even broader audience. So we're still sticking with the concept of no bad immortal in every show and no quickening, therefore. But you still got to have a sword fight. You still got to have some martial arts. You got to have that, but not the other thing. And we were... We were really lucky that we cast Dustin Gwynn to play the cranky movie star because he could really do this stuff. 
So when our swordmaster suggested that McLeod fight him using two swords, uh, which is something we'd never done before, everybody got excited. It was great to find somebody who could really do it almost as well as Adrian could do it. Almost. And I think it just triggered us moving in new directions in both our martial arts and our sword fighting. At the end, the last shot when McLeod walks off into the sunset and kind of does that little riff on Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. He also did other takes where he did Sean Connery as James Bond. He did kind of 12 different Jimmy Cagney movies. But at the end of the day, 12, <laughs> right? we decided to go with Bogey. Go with the Bogues. That was tw- they had 12 takes of that? So they clearly were sprinkling in these like movie things yeah. all over the place. I feel like this episode should have either been like all out kung fu movie and yeah. like embrace the weird st- like the, the that sort of like Hong Kong style mm-hmm. like that would be really fun yeah or like embrace this like just Hollywood thing and it's like mm-hmm. have just each scene be a little different like do a black like just have fun with it like yeah. if this scene was maybe or if this sh- episode was maybe like four seasons down the road maybe they mm-hmm. would have made that choice uh, but I would have been totally fine with kind of a inconsequential plot. Yeah, if it was packaged in something that had style and was just mm-hmm. kind of a fun episode for everyone to play around, but it doesn't do that, so it's kind nope. of a bummer. Cause, yeah, yeah, they could have done like a James Bond, like a James Bond mm-hmm. scene. That would have been that great, been awesome. actually. Yeah. Uh, in that, in that, when he's being interrogated, like that whole thing rang James Bond, mm-hmm. and they could have just gone full out with it. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even with the cat, and then mm-hmm. like the the trap, right? The trap that would have been awesome, actually. If uh, you know Johnny Ito, Robert Ito, whoops. <laughs> Was like a weird Blofeld figure. But, oh well. Que sera, sera. So that's about it. I don't know. There's not yeah. much else to say about this episode. No. So it's no. kind of just a, you know, it's whatever. Just a one-off type of thing. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. We've got a question of the week, though, this week. Yes. And this is something we brought up on. This actually does not particularly have to do with this episode. We brought this up on a previous podcast, kind of discussed it among ourselves. But we thought it would be fun to, like, open it up to everybody now. And we'll put this on Facebook as well. What do you guys think the blue stuff is <laughs> in the credits? Yeah. Uh, I was watching it, watching an episode this week, and that kind of thought popped into my head again and i was like what the hell is this stuff so do you guys have any theories on what is the video in the credits uh what does that symbolize what is it supposed to be is it relevant to anything or does it just look cool does it just look cool is it like a swirling quickening Mm. is it the quickening baking inside an immortal before it's ready to (laughs) pop out (laughs) (laughs) so let us know by writing us at highlander rewatched at gmail.com or Write us on Facebook. You can always message us or just leave it in the comments section when we ask this question later in the week. That's right. Um, also, you can always write us about any other comments you have about this episode or mm-hmm. things you want to contribute, and we will read it on air. Yeah, yeah. So that about does it for this episode. Next week's episode is Run for Your Life, uh, which I'm very excited about this episode. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched mm-hmm. it, uh, but it's it was a fun one. It's and, a good one. Yeah, yeah, and features a great character, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Eamon. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Peppy Low. Peppy Low stocking the dun 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 dun. Peppy Low, Peppy Low, Peppy Low, pop, 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 Peppy Low, Peppy Low, pop, pop, pop.